this Tuesday, John. Hi. Hello. How are you doing today, my friend? Very good. Very good. Where are you? I am in sunny Clearwater, Florida. My version of perfect. Mm, that's very nice. I'm in heaven, as you know. Yes. I'm always in heaven. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? I know more or less about the subject, but I have no idea what are we talking about. Okay. Well, I had, I've been having some fun with my body. I've been losing weight and I've been doing well. And so I wanted to see, like, I've talked to some people about it and I see that I just, I look at things very differently than most people do. And so, you know, I've heard people talk about, well, you know, my body is my temple and that I need to be careful with my body and that I want to take care of it and I want to do well with it. And I wanted to talk to you about, okay, so like, is this the way it actually is? Is there something more here? Is there like, is it 180 degrees opposite? Is it 179 degrees opposite? Like, what is the situation here? And like, how can I be better at it, able to explain to people so that they can understand how to actually deal with this wonderful thing we call a body? Okay. So the first thing we need to listen to what people say. They say, my body. So when someone say my body, he means that he owns something. He, he owns it. It's his, sure, like my sure. car, my body. Um, unfortunately, people say my wife. They think they own their wife. They don't understand that their wife owns them. <laughs> doesn't go, doesn't go Yeah. My pen, my computer. So when you say my thing, there is someone that own the thing. Okay. The first question is who own your body? So your body is obviously not you, because if you say my car, you are not your car. Mm -hmm. So there's something that on the body and the body is a tool much like a car. So the body is something that you own. Mm -hmm. So you are not your body. Okay. So it's like your car and very much, if you will understand, if you look at how you handle your car or your mind or your office, it's really the, the same laws applies. You really have to realize that the body is something you own. It's not you. So my body is my temple. Okay. I, I don't really know what does it mean, but uh, maybe a, stem, a temple is a place where I go to pray. Don't know. <laughs> so who is going to pray and why do you need to go to pray somewhere? Why you cannot just pray? So my body is my tool. This is what I would say. My body is my uh, doll that I'm using in order to execute certain actions. But it's really a tool, a sophisticated tool, a tool that runs in a different way than just a car, a little bit different, not much, but a tool. Okay. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Okay, so then if if the situation is that we're using the body, is it because it's our tool to use, as you said, then where, like, how do we use it well? How do we use it? Like, what is, what, how, how do we use it in such a way that we actually get it to continue to progress, you know, how, to continue to live, to continue to grow stronger? 
um, and how what's good use of the body, what's uh, not good use of the body. Much like a car, some people serve the car and some people use the car. So you need to use your body and of course you need to take care of your body. But in order to take care of your body, we need to understand what does it mean. So, so let's have a look at something. I'll just draw something here. So if this is your body, so this is the body and this is you, okay? And you, the spirit, control the body and uh, you use certain memories that we call a mind in order to have a, some kind of a hard disk with pictures. Okay, and this is your mind, okay? Mm -hmm. The question is, how does this body work? A person born, and all of a sudden, the heart is beating. How does the heart start to beat? How does the cell knows to grow? How does all of this thing happening? This is really the question. If we understand that, mm -hmm. we can understand how to handle the body. Okay, yeah. Okay, so... Really, the, the thing to understand is uh, if you look at the body, most people think the body is a bunch of cells that just do things. There's some kind of an accident, chemical accident that happened and the body do things. But the truth is that it's not really how it works. It's much more sophisticated. The body is composed of uh, maybe 30 billion cells. Now imagine you have an organization of 30 billion people. <laughs> it would be a nightmare to, to run. You need to know how to run it. So really the body is composed of a lot of cells, many, many cells that get run by something that's called an entities. And those entities are really, um, if we go back to the drawing, so if this is the body, this is the body, and the, the body have entities that actually run these things. So you've got the, some entity in the stomach, and there are millions or many more entities that basically form an organization that tells the body how to move, how to grow, how to, what to do. And the manifestation is the cells doing something. The manifestation is the brain doing something. The manifestation is the glands are doing something. But this is all manifestation. The actual story is that the spirit communicate with those entities or with these uh, main entities and sometimes with others. This main entity gives command to the rest of the entities. And the entities, like in any organization, learn their specific jobs and grow the body and maintain the body and fix the body. And every time you have uh, any kind of illness, all you actually have is one or more entity that just have a disagreement, a protest against the organization. And much like in an organization, if you have, if this is an organization and, and uh, let's say this is an organization uh, and someone here on the organization has a protest, this section of the organization will not operate so well. And it will seem like the organization is not working. Something is wrong with the organization. But actually what's happening is something is wrong with the person, with the being that run the organization. And that's exactly 
what's happened with the body. Okay, so you're, it seems like you're saying there's kind of a hierarchy of uh, you have a top level and then there are uh, people that you communicate through to get other things to be done. Um, like an, it's like an organization, exactly like an organization. You've got the CEO, you've got the founder, the spirit is the founder, you've got the CEO, you've got an organization, you've got VPs, vice presidents, you've got the whole structure just much bigger. Imagine uh, the U.S. government, uh, how many people works for the U.S. government? I don't know, maybe 1 million people, 2 million, 5 million, okay? Yeah. And it's a massive organization that has a lot of problems. Imagine the U.S. government being composed of 30 billion people. That's how complex the organization of the body and the body works very well because this organization is really, really good organization. And the, and the purpose of this organization is to make the body survive. And survive mean grow something in order to bring it to an end. Okay. okay. So, so, th so there is an organization and if you understand that what control the body is those beings that run the organization, you'll see that the only handling of the body is the handling of those beings. And only if you handle those beings, will you be able to handle the, the body. And the way to handle the being is that the spirit needs to be in a good condition so it can actually control the main, the CEO of the organization that will control the rest of the entities. And if not, regardless of what medication you'll take or whatever, you may be able to fix the, the manifestation of the sickness, but you will not be able to fix the body. And you will see that when the spirit gets very bad news or something really bad happened, the person become old almost instantaneously. And when a, a person is in a good condition, even if he was in a physical bad condition, things improve for him. Okay. So it is this condition of the spirit that define the level of communication with the entities that defines the condition of the body and not what you eat, not anything else. And okay, so you so can see a person that smoked for 50 years and is totally healthy and a person that uh, go next to uh, someone that smoke and get cancer. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you were talking, uh, you mentioned that part of this is that you need, that the spirit needs to be able to get in communication with the body. What's something for someone who's brand new, that's just coming in and listening to you for the first time, what's something they can do to start to um, actually get in communication with the body. So the first thing I, I would do if uh, someone want, is sick is uh, to start to just communicate with that area. So I will give to myself a command, something like, uh, let's say I've got a pain in my elbow. Notice the elbow. Just notice the elbow. And, get, and then I will say, okay, fine. I will give an acknowledgement and I will say, now get the elbow to notice you. Hmm. Just notice, just, just realize it's there. 
Yeah, and I you like do that, that again and again and again and again. And all of a sudden you see that you are in communication with the elbow. And the elbow magically, which is really not magic, magic, or well, it is magic if the definition of magic is the demonstration of abilities. So the elbow all of a sudden improve. Okay, so I, I'm I'm with you. Again, going back to this new person that's there, is this something that, oh, well, I did it one time, Mayor, and I didn't see, you know, a result. What is, what's an expectation of a, a typical person if they, if they were to notice the elbow, is this something they need to do one time, 10 times, a hundred times, or one day, two days? Like what's, what's the scale? So the scale is a number of times. And usually at the first time you will already realize that one second, I notice the elbow. If you, even if you do it right now and you tell to yourself, okay, notice the, your neck, the back, notice the back of your neck, just do it once already. And you will realize, wow, I have not been in communication with this part of my body. How many times a person, like how many times per day you are in communication with the, the, your eyeball? or your index finger, or your heart, or your liver, or, or any part of the body. So just being in communication, even the first time will already tell you, one second, there is something there I can communicate with. And you know, like a baby at the beginning, the communication is not amazing conversation. But as you will do it again and again and again and longer and longer time, you'll see you'll have all kinds of realizations and uh, you will see that you will start to actually communicate with the area. And, and uh, just by communicating with the area, you'll see that things will happen. Yeah, I, I'm completely with you on this. I've been doing that as a version of that for a little bit. That's where I've gotten my best wins from weight loss has been being in communication with the body every night before I go to sleep. I'll actually have a conversation. I'll set targets. This is what we want to do tomorrow. And I have my own interesting games that I play with it. Um, but when I set those targets, I get much better results versus if I'm just conversing and not like not really putting something there. It, it's, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting. It's like, like any organization, if the organization goes around and you don't set targets for the organization, the organization don't have such good results. But if it does, if you do set up targets for the organization, the organization have results. And I think the main problem is that um, most people think that the body is some kind of a machine that just work. And yes, there is a component of a machine in the body but the per who runs the machine makes the difference. So you've got a car and one person will drive a car and the car will go whatever. And you take a Schumacher and you put him in the same car and all of a sudden you see what this car can do. Yeah. So the question is your condition, how well you operating this machine define what this machine will do. And yes, the body is a machine is a, physical thing but who runs the machine who is the driver what's the condition of the driver define if you're coming first or last in the race of life 
Absolutely. Because this now, body can be a liability or it can be an asset. Yeah. Most people actually have this asset, which called the body, which is a deteriorating asset. And they think that the asset deteriorating, it's not the asset deteriorating, is the spirit that cannot handle the asset. And so the asset deteriorate. If you're in good condition, you will handle your body and your body will do very well. Uh, of course, any machine eventually needs to be replaced. And um, I heard uh, that they give those machines this body for free. So in between life, you get free bodies. So it's not a problem. You don't even have to pay for it. <laughs> very nice. Now, as people like, I keep coming back to this, um, you know, a new person, a, a brand new person to this, as they start to be in communication with the body, is that like, is that going to be an indicator that they're actually going to, it, would you expect them to improve or would you expect them to struggle the more they get in communication with the body? Do you understand what I'm trying to ask? Yeah, the, the basic law is that the only thing that can hurt you is those things that you are unwilling to communicate with. Yeah. So if the body hurts you, it means you are not in communication with every time you have pain is actually, look, you are not willing to communicate with me. I'll show you that you will. I'll give you some pain. You will communicate. <laughs> so, so really the, um, the more you will communicate, the better you will be because, uh, the only thing that you own is those things that you have communication with. So if I cannot see my pen, I don't own the pen. I don't have it. It's not there. I don't actually have it. Even if somewhere there is a title that says, oh, I own this thing. But I don't because I cannot communicate with it. So if you are not in communication with your body, you don't really own your body. Yeah. The body is a liability for you. The only things that can hurt you is those things that you are not in communication with. The last time that the car hit you is because you didn't see it. <laughs> you were not in communication with it. So really the basic principle is to handle the body, you, the spirit, need to be in a good enough condition so you can communicate with those beings that run the body. And um, this is not a new concept. People were talking about um, all kinds of um, uh, entities in the body for many, many, many eons. And uh, what's new about uh, what we are talking about is that we actually, we're not really covering it in this uh, specific interview, but in order for you to be in a good communication with the body and in order for you to really um, handle the things that needs to be handled and improve is that you have to understand the laws of a being, the laws of the spirit. It's quite easy for people to uh, parrot any kind of law, physical law, ohm laws, um, gravity, whatever. There are many, many laws that people can very easily parrot. But if you ask uh, an average man in the street to name one spiritual law, 
they will have a problem not only to give you one spiritual law, but actually to define what does it mean, spirit. And without getting into what does it mean, spiritual. So, but that's a whole different subject. What, does, what is the spirit? What is spiritual? This first step, the first step is just experimenting and getting in communi into communication with the being. And once you have some kind of communication, once you notice something, don't say, oh, well, it's just, it's not. You are in communication. Don't invalidate what you know. And yeah, things will improve yeah, exactly. in your life. I agree with that completely. It's it's amazing how when it's almost like we've been programmed to invalidate the mm -hmm. this the successes that we have and when we do that we just lose it. But if you actually do validate it then you see more and more rapid improvement. So Eva is writing here, what can someone do if his old mother is in a body condition when she cannot use her body anymore, cannot even eat and is uh, near of being dead, but cannot die. How can he help her? So what I will do, I will uh, communicate with the spirit, not with the body. So I will go to the mother and communicate with the spirit. And even if she is in coma, she will know, the spirit knows. And explain to uh, that person that number one, um, what he needs to do is to leave the body, that he can leave the body, and it's not a terrible thing. And number two, assure him that there is no open cycles that left. And even if there are open cycles, he can just decide that they are done and they are done. And if these two, these two things happening, number one, the person can actually realize that he closed all the open cycles that he have, all the unhandled situation that he have. So you can assure the, that person, look, everything will be okay. We're totally fine. We will manage. We love you. We don't have any complaints against you. We don't have anything open. It's okay for you to live. And then ask him to live and actually push from the shoulders to push against the shoulder and push out backward and explain to that person how to do that. You will see that that person will simply leave the body. The reason people don't leave the body is because they think that they still have to do something. There is something unhandled. They're good. They want to make things good. So they think that something is still unhandled. And number two, they don't know how to leave the body. They're trapped in the body. It's not a temple. It's a jail. So, <laughs> so they, you need to get them to realize that they can just push and the spirit usually goes from here out, out of the body, and it's totally okay. And they will get a new body, and uh, and there's nothing to be afraid of, and everyone doing it, and it's totally fine. And they don't die; the body die. The spirit never die. Uh, Eva, I hope that that answer the question does it make sense john yeah it does and it's, it's I, I think it's such a key point you made that you know helping them understand that they have closed their cycles that there's not something there that is keeping them there that, that you love them and whether the body is there or not you still love them the spirit 
and it's like Lorna said, it is so beautiful. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it is. And it's really just a, an end of cycle. It's really, people think, oh, that is such a big thing. Really, what you worry about is not that, because when you die, you die. It's like when you have an accident, you have an accident. Yes, when something happened, you happen. The problem is worrying about it. It's one thing to die, another thing to be worried about it for 50 years or 100 years. You're living 100 years and you 80 years out of that, you worry about dying. It's insane. It doesn't make any sense. So Jeanette said, I have issue with losing weight. Any tips? Yes. Two things uh, about weight, okay? So weight is a substitute for heaviness. Weight is a substitute for heaviness. When a person cannot have something in his mind, not in life, not in, not, it's not like a fact, it's just in his mind. If the person in his mind believes that he cannot have, that he does not deserve, that um, he has some kind of a problem with having, which means some kind of a problem with closing cycle of actions, one of the ways that he will dramatize it is by holding to things that he doesn't want. So anything that you have is better than not having. But the not having is just in your mind. So what I will do if I was you, I will look at the problem of weight and I will make a list of, comp of uh, problems of comparable magnitude to not losing weight. Just make a list of problems of comparable magnitude of not losing weight. And make the list and do it more and more and more and more and more until you have a cognition and never invalidate after that. Never check if you're losing weight or not. And you will lose weight. Okay. That was on my list of questions. <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> I think you know her. <laughs> yes, it's amazing. Yes. It's also funny how you're going through my list without actually seeing my list of questions. It's almost like you know. Without... <laughs> seeing the list of your questions you're not seeing my word document yet we're just going straight down my list <laughs> okay i understand <laughs> okay yes we have met you are correct yes, we have met somewhere yes <laughs> okay so the we kind of touched on death and we touched on losing weight um and we talked about like if you're having an issue with one particular part but what is the issue with like, why does the body start to fail? Like when we have that pain, like you talked about it a little bit, but, but what leads into it? If you can go into that a little bit more. Okay. So the reason the body fail is two reasons. Number one, machine uh, deteriorate. Each machine have a lifespan. Okay. Uh, so the, the reason the body fell is because it deteriorated, okay? Uh, and like any other machine, this is just the laws of this universe, the physical universe working such a law. But you don't need 
to get the body to deteriorate and have pain and be sick and then replace the body. You can decide that by a specific time where the body do not serve anymore, you just replace the body. Okay. And, but what do you get sick? Why you get, uh, what, why does it seems that the body is not as strong as it used to be or not as energetic or getting sick? The reason is too simple. You are not in communication with your body. In the body, I'm not talking about the cells. I'm talking about the entities that running the cells. It's like if you leave your car and don't go into the car, almost never, and never actually communicate with the car. You don't drive the car and communicate with the car, and the car is not really moving and doing nothing. The car will deteriorate. Yeah. You need to be in communication with your body. If you are sick, it is because you are not in communication with your body. Imagine that you have a company and... Um, no one running it. There's no boss. And the boss that do run it actually want to steal money from the company. The person that you did live there wants to steal money from the company. His intentions are not really good intention. So the difference between an entity and a spirit is that the spirit has good intention. It has the whole idea of ethics and doing the right things and helping and assisting. And an entity have an exactly opposite idea. It wants to run the body, but on the account of being ethical, on the account of what's right and what's wrong, they don't care about that. They care only about one thing. Oh, I need to grow the body and then I need to do this and then I need to do this and I have to make sure that it dies. And if you really get that, you understand you need to run this organization. You need to run those entities because otherwise you don't help them and then so they don't help you. Okay, so is it enough to be in communication with, with let's say the entity that's the CEO, or is it important for you to have communication with the other more junior uh, responsible beings? So specifically, you the, on the day-to-day, -day you need to be uh, in communication with the, the um, stomach entity, with the CEO, and uh, get reports and observe what's happening with the other entities, which means you're in communication with them, but you don't give them commands like a normal organization, okay? okay? So you give command to the CEO and you observe what's happening with the rest of the organization. The only time that you bypass the CEO is when the CEO failed to handle one of the juniors. Okay. And so you handle, you bypass the CEO and you handle, but you never fail to handle the CEO as well. So he will actually be able to take care of that body later on. So you don't just handle the situation, let's say with your shoulder and then say, okay, fine. The shoulders is fine. Uh, but you didn't handle the source. The source is actually the CEO didn't do his job or whoever the executive over the area. So this is a bit more technical of what you need to do and to spot who actually 
fail to produce in the area, who is responsible in the area, and what is their condition? How do you actually handle them? How do you actually fix their irresponsibility in the area? Okay, so if you need to fix them, is that meaning that you need to come in and rah, 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 you did this wrong or how is a how is an appropriate way to actually bring them into proper action? The general law is that a physical thing you handle by force. Beings you handle by understanding. You bring them to understanding. You bring them to understanding. Once they understand, they're corrected. So if my gate is uh, bent, I need force to fix it. But um, if uh, a person is doing something not correct, if the person has bent viewpoint, you don't fix it by forcing him to do it or to change his mind. You do it by, um, by getting him to understand. You will see that the uh, wars, uh, for example, when you have a war between two opponents, they use force, 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 force. And eventually what wins the war is the opponent uh, have a more amendable frame of mind and so he start to understand that there might be a different way. But from the opponent viewpoint, they didn't actually lose. They changed their mind. Hmm. If you look at uh, Japan and the U.S., so there was a massive war. And Japan and the U.S. are friends right now because the Japanese amended their friend of mind. They realized that it's better for them. They somehow did them the mental gymnastic to get to an understanding that actually the U.S. is not the enemy. I mean, the guy bombed them with an atom bomb, but they're their friends. Why? Because the end result is bringing to understanding. Both sides change their mind. Um, Jewish people and German there was a bit of a situation there. I would even call it a situation. So, <laughs> but, the, but German and Israel are very, 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 very good friends today. It took a change. Uh, both sides brought into understanding of, okay, I now can understand how I can be cause over it. Not what's the mechanical things that happen. No, never mind the atom bomb, never mind the gas chambers, never mind those things. This is really not important. For as long as you look at the force, you will lose. So you look at the relationship, for as long as you look at the force that has been applied, you will lose because you look at the past and the force will tell you, oh, I'm wrong or he was wrong. And the moment that you realize that the force, the actions are really not important, the actions are not important. People want to punish people for the action and they punish people for the action and they're putting them in jail and they get more criminals. The way to handle people is to bring them to understanding and to grow above the actions and realize that if the US and Japan can go over an atom bomb, 
and Jewish people and German people can go over gas chambers. A couple can go over, he said that or she said that. That's, oh, he did that. Look what he did. This is so this incredibly is powerful, Mayor. Just being able to, to see the difference between the action. And you've said this multiple times. I've, I've heard there's a, you know, that you need to validate what the intention is, the, what the communication, like how to actually get in communication with them and ignore the action. But it just, it, it hit another way, more powerful way for me today. And I really appreciate that because I do see that the actions can be very um, misleading and yet, they don't have to be the reason that it works or it doesn't work. You can get beyond it. That's just really amazing. Please, thank you. And let's let's have a look at the comments. Lorna says, would you please give an, an example of bringing understanding with the body? Yes, we do that. Couldn't our uh, symptoms indicate the process of self-correction? I mean, detox at uh, work rather than poor communication. Okay, so let's take the last comment and then we go back to uh, Lona. So when you have a detox and a person suffering, uh, what it means is, uh, yes, the physical body release some, uh, um, some toxin, let's say, but why do I suffer? Some people go through detox and no problem. And some people go through detox and they're in bed for a week. So it's not the detox, it's your viewpoint on the detox. Are you the effect of the detox or are you cause of what's happening? The more you affect, the worse you are. Now, I'm not saying that you cannot be an effect. You can be and you should be able to be cause or effect, but upon your decision, not that it's happened to you because of a detox. Because being effect, meaning if you wouldn't be willing to be an effect, you wouldn't hear me right now. You wouldn't enjoy a movie. So, but that's, you are willing to do that. And when you get sick or when you get uh, in a bad condition, you are unwilling to do that. So I hope that that makes sense. And Lorna, how do, can you please give an example of bringing understanding with the body? Okay. So let's say you have a pain in your knee. Okay. So the knee do not... Uh, function okay so the first thing you need to do is you need to really be in communication with that knee when you really have full understanding of something the end result of full understanding is control so for as long as you don't control something for as long as um, you have pain for as long as the condition is not optimal you need to know that the problem is not the control. The problem is prior to the control, which is the understanding. So when people understood how to fly, flying is not a problem. When people understand how to um, communicate, communication is not a problem. So understanding is always come before, before the actual result. Why? Because understanding, the end result of understanding is knowing and when you know the the definition of the word no means able to bring about something out of nothing you are not anymore the effect of the physical universe you create the physical universe 
So understanding is a process that you go through. You gain more and more and more and more and more and more understanding until at one point you know. And when you know, how do you know that you know? You create. You bring about something out of nothing. The facts are irrelevant and you put there something totally new. So you have a problem with your shoulder or with your knee or with your eyes. If you look and you communicate and you communicate and you communicate and you communicate, you bring more and more and more and more understanding. And at one moment, you would just know you'll become the source of the knee, the source of the eye, the, the source of the shoulder. And you will not have any issues because you will put there what you want to put there and what you want to put there. The moment that it's you that putting it there, you have total control over it. Uh, doesn't uh, loving the body facilitate communication with it? Okay, so what does it mean to love your body? Uh, to love the body is, love means the urge to share the same space for no reason at all, okay? So when you love something, if I share the same space with you 100%, it means that I'm in full communication with you, okay? So loving your body is very good. And I'm all for loving your body, but there is something that's better than just loving the body or the component parts of loving has to do with admiring your body and letting everyone else to admire their body at least as much as you admire yours. So if you go around and you say, Oh, this body is ugly. This body is not strong. This body is weak. My body is better or my body is worse. You're not admiring. And by you finding faults with other people, you frame your viewpoint on yourself. So you end up with the condition that you secretly don't assign to other people which means you say, oh, he's uh, ugly, but you'd never go and tell him he's ugly and you don't actually handle the condition. And you said, this guy is overweighted and this guy is weak and this guy is whatever. You fail to actually assign the condition to these people. And you think that this is the condition and you will inherit this condition. You will, you will become what you see or what you resist with other people. That's, that's really amazing. Okay, I think we are almost 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's amazing how the time just flies. <laughs> now, I have one more question for you. Um, I've heard rumors, third party, terrible third party, that there's yeah. actually going to be a class about the body. Is yeah. that accurate? Yeah, I'm going to have a class uh, in the... Um, Probably some, it's, we, we still not close on the date the, because I'm trying, I want to set up a date that will be good for enough people. And uh, especially our group, I want to make sure that everyone, the date is very good for everyone. So, um, so it will be probably around the end of May and it will have two components. It will be two courses that will be back to back. The first component will be the past life seminar. If you really want to handle your body, you have to really realize what those entities are all about. What is your past life? What is your purposes? What are your hidden purposes? What are your counter purposes? Why people that, why spirits that are so powerful 
are so limited to a specific temperature you know yeah you need if you move between 36.6 degrees celsius to 37 by 37 you start to be sick it's really delicate uh range if you take a person and you throw him against the wall at uh, 20 miles per hour he becomes second hand <laughs> no one wants to buy him <laughs> so you need to really figure out all the all that, what's happening in past life and why you are in the condition that you are. Once you realize that, then you will learn how to handle your body, how to handle those entities, how to get in communication with those entities, how to help them and how to actually change the mind and actually reverse the viewpoint that they have from going down to actually help you and going up. And you help them, by the way, that uh, is part of that cycle. And you become super powerful because most of the day, most of the time, you handle the counter intention of those entities. And once you handle those counter intentions of those entities, your life become amazing because, um, because it's quite amazing. I, ha I have a friend that uh, told me he got uh, some kind of a medical condition where his uh, testosterone level went down extremely low. And um, it's not good for the body, uh, but uh, generally he says that he realized that he, that he, co he couldn't fathom that 90% to 99% of his viewpoint was pushed by the effect of the testosterone on the body because the moment that the testosterone went away, his whole viewpoint on life changed. Hmm. His purposes changed. Because this urges, and the testosterone level is just an, a manifestation of the uh, actions of the entities, yes? So the entities make sure that you have this manifestation that's called testosterone, which have a sex drive, which drive your viewpoint into a specific action. And even if you know and if you don't know, you are operating on one channel and you really blind to almost anything else. And only when it's gone away, you realize how much you are not you. Hmm. So this is quite amazing. And this kind of miracles will happen where you will actually decide what you want to do and not be led by what the entities tells you to do. You will lead them rather than they lead you. Uh, a cancer, by the way, is just a, a bunch of entities that have a disagreement on what the organization is doing and starting to hysterically recreate a po portion of the body. And of course, this is not a medical advice or anything like that, but cancer is just a manifestation of that viewpoint of the entities. And if you can handle the entities, you will be able to handle the manifestation, which is cells that are going crazy and being multiplied, not, in a, not as part of the organization. It is really much like an organization that one part of the organization goes against management and you've got internal fights and there's a disaster and the organization falls apart. That's exactly what happened with the cancer and uh, it can be handled by handling your spiritual condition. You can say that the only healing 
agent is not a pill. It's not a drug. It's the spirit. The only healing agent is the spirit. The spirit and only the spirit can grow the body and heal the body because the spirit is the boss, is the one that, open, that, that started the company. It's the founder. The founder is the only healing um, agent of a company and the same apply to the body. Okay, well done. You officially hit the last thing on my list, which is the boss who is in charge. So very well done on your part there. You've also piqued my interest about the past lives course. Can we do another webinar, another live stream next week to talk about that more? Yeah, we can talk about past lives for sure with, with a pleasure. Any any subject you want, you can just throw it on me. I don't, you know, I don't know. We didn't prepare the questions. I don't know what you're going to talk about. I hardly know the subject. <laughs> <laughs> well, I really appreciate you taking the time to come through and do this interview. I had a blast on it. Thank you. There's a lot of people that have had amazing comments, wows all over the place. And I agree that while we're in this for 53 minutes, basically, it feels like we just started the live. So yeah. I really appreciate you coming on with me and having this live stream. Thank you so much, Mayor. Thank you. And you know that Gal is in uh, Europe. Uh, no, in uh, Japan. He's in Japan, yes. Gal is in Japan. And uh, when he would be back, I don't know, within one or two weeks, but I think we'll uh, continue to do the lives, maybe three of us, because I love the way you do it. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, John. And we'll see you next week. Same place, same time with more fun. Bye-bye.